Well, welcome back to the Digital Bike Show here on Cyber.fm. Um, my name is Johnny Fry from Team Blockchain, and I'm delighted today to be joined by a very, very special guest. It, it's almost if if the um, if the Americans had royalty, I think our next guest could almost qualify. Um, it's the formerly hairy man himself, now he having donated his golden locks. Um, my very, very special friend. James Tiley from Cyber.fm. Welcome, James, to your own radio show. Oh, Johnny, I'm honored and flattered to be here. So thank you for allowing <laughs> me to be on your show. Uh, James, sorry, I know we're taking the mickey bit because we normally have an independent guest um, come on and tell us a little bit about who, how, where and why people are using blockchain or digital assets. Um, but what the, what the Australians have been doing down under, um, they, they got your attention because... Um, I know you're a little bit miffed what's happening in America, but come on, tell us more. You've written an article. Is the Australian federal government going the way of the U.S. initiatives? Well, what's it all about then? So here I am. I'm minding my own business, right? And uh, <laughs> you've been asking me to write an article about Cyber FM. And it's, yes. Ironically, I'm like, oh, God, I got to do more Cyber FM. Like, I need more Cyber FM in my life. So <laughs> I was, was going to do that. And then... You, my ADD kicked in and I'm on Twitter and I'm looking around and, and I stumbled upon Sarah Court. And I don't even know. I'm like, who, who's Sarah Court? Who's this woman over here? Right. So is she the good looking girl that um, you've you done a picture with with her boyfriend? She's beautiful. Right. Look at her. her. <laughs> oh, imagine waking up next to that. I put, I put her. <laughs> We're in trouble. We're going to hell. So I I realized I took a good. I found the best photo I could of Gary Gensler. I'm a big fan. Gary, I love you. <laughs> oh, Gensler. Yeah, I threw them together. Just to you compare. said Gary Gensler, not Gary Glitter, didn't you? Right, right. So if, if their behaviors are the same, are their appearances the same? No, one's got, one's got a good, she's got a great head of hair. She's got more hair than I do now. <laughs> but I still beat Gary. <laughs> you still beat Gary. I still Gary. beat Gary. What is he? He looks like he's got something stuck up his bottom. He looks a bit surprised in that picture you've got of him. That's the, not the perfect I told you so look. Oh! <laughs> so come on, get back to the article. What are we doing? What are the Australians up to then? So I realized, you know, Australia, Australia, and I don't pay attention to Australia. I know you do. So I do. My daughter's down there, so I, I do. They sued Kraken for literally the same thing that Gensler is suing like Coinbase for, and and then she sued uh, Big Trade. Well, that's Bit the Kraken provider. That, that they're one and the same, right? But she's going after the whole traditional finance using two thousand one laws as a basis for what we're calling twenty first century future, right? Yep. And so they they released a new. All right. Let's do this right. So they want to regulate digital asset platforms, which apparently, as I've said in the past, only Europe has really kind of mastered, right? Europe has mastered it. And I've always complained the U.S. They're just suing everybody and trying to make it up as they go along. And now I yep. realize Australia is just suing everybody and trying to make it up as they go along. They're, they're <laughs> using the same. We have the SEC and they have their um, Austrac. So they... Uh, want to take exchanges and say, listen, if you have $5 million aggregated or more than, pretty simple number, $1,500 for anybody, you have wow. to go obtain 
it, or and I'm saying I don't is that AUD or USD, but it's still about the same, right? Yep. They're going to have to obtain an Australian financial services license, and that's granted by the Australian Securities and Investment Commission. Well, I bet they don't give these licenses that very easy to crypto exchanges. Well, as a New Yorker, I'm saying to myself, hey, wait a minute. This sounds awfully familiar. So the Australian Securities and Investment Commission is their SEC. Yep. And all of a sudden, you can, now imagine, I'm not in Australia. I don't know what's going on over here. It's clicking with me, right? And, and it started, and I get it, right? They, they want a regulatory framework is their purview, and that's what they got to do. And they're seeing oversight of cryptocurrency exchanges and, and other service providers, which is what which is what BitTrade was for Kraken, right? Because Kraken wasn't directly an exchange in Australia, so BitTrade covered it. Now, they also they're they're saying they went right with FTX, right? Look at what happened with FTX. It was a failure, it's collapsed, and in Australia alone. 50,000 people were affected. 50,000, wow. 50,000. And, and again, I, I don't know what that number means in terms of population, but I, I felt like for, for a country or a continent that really everybody just lives on the coast, probably a decent number when you think about crypto. So well, Yeah, because you, the Australian population is 25, about 26 million. 26 million. So fifth, what's... You're Which talking, you know, that compare, if you compare that to um, population in Canada, it's thirty-eight million. Okay. California is thirty-nine million. <laughs> and Antarctica, I mean Antarctica, Australia is an entire continent, entire, entire continent. So they all live on the coast. I guess I'm right about that. So I guess fifty thousand, when you're given the, the ratio of people that are involved in crypto, that's significant. So that and that's really what I think triggered Sarah. So what it got really hairy. When I started looking at, and I'm just brand new to me, right? They have this information sheet, 225, and I linked it in the article. And it's called the Corporations Act of 2001. And it's also the ASIC, I'm calling it ASIC, or, uh, Australian Securities and Investment Commissions Act, which, and I say it's all 2001, but they updated it, right? So now they're going to, like an amendment more recently. And it refers to ICOs. And this thing is <laughs> word for word with, not word for word, but you know what I mean, straight out of the United States rules for ICO. You have <laughs> to have X amount. You have to be uh, certified as a, you know, a day trader or something like that. You have to have a certain amount of, in your portfolio, um, a regulated investor. So, I didn't know that they threw ICOs right in there. And that alone, the, the uh, ICOs by nature seek to raise capital from the public. And that's true. And that's been the exact argument with the SEC. And then the exact argument for crypto is, well, doesn't your granddaughter raise a lemonade stand to raise money for her <laughs> allowance? Right. Where, do you go after the granddaughter? So they're doing this before they've solidified the law which I felt was very U.S. Now, I don't disagree with them. I, I, I don't. But James, James is funny. So in Australia, they've, they've just blown 240 million Aussie dollars by trying to um, digitize their stock exchange. And it's just been a bit of a dog's dinner and people have got a bit of a bloody nose over it because um, it could have worked, but it didn't. 
Um, but one of the things I find interesting, you're right, I, I do follow what's going on in Australia, just simply because my daughter works out there. And we've done a couple of shows when I've been out um, in Australia um, on, on here. We've had a couple of different Australians as guest articles. But the Aussies are doing some really interesting things. They've, they've got some great examples of using blockchain for providence. Um, they've got some they, yeah, PEXA, Pro- Property Exchange um, Australia. Um, and they have something like 80% of the mortgage market where they've sped up the time it takes to mortgage or remortgage your property from months to literally days. And, and a lot of even Australians that I talk to when I'm, I'm, I'm out there um, amaze what's going on in Australia. And they, they haven't heard of some of the success stories. So Australia is by no means a backwater. Um, what's a little disappointing is reading your article. and it, It's like you're quite right. They're using old fashioned an old fashioned hammer to crack a sort of a digital asset nut and it'd be far better to just just approach it in a slightly different way and you know going on about icos that you know that was that was a problem in 2017-18 it's much less of an issue and challenge now yeah but they're still banging on about it right it's like you're still behind and so they're saying that when they've sued bitrade for for cracking that um Customers have lost about $12.9 million, Australian, $12.9 million Australian dollars. And that's their, that's the one they're citing. The like FTX is, they cite, if you notice, they cited the number of customers with FTX, but they cited yep. the number of Australian dollars with Bitrade via Kraken. Yeah. It's definitely a gang up, right? They're like, how do we, we, they want to convince you to be on their side. So they're leaving this open until the end of the year, December 1st, I think, where stakeholders, whatever that might be, uh, as part of the treasury, they're going to submit their feedback and they're going to argue, this is also straight out of the U. Do you know, this tells me, asking for, who's going to apply to feedback, right? Who's going to, Who's the stakeholders in this particular situation? Yeah. This is going to go on for years. Are you going to... And the other part that really blew my mind, and here's where I applaud somebody, they're referencing the international approach. They're saying they're going the way of the EU and the UK. And I just shook my head. I said, no, you're not. (laughs) No, you're not. Not at all. We talk, we, you and I, our job, is to speak to like swarm markets, for example, right? Yeah. A regulated... And that's, a, that's a regulated exchange in Germany by BaFin. Right. Which means by default, they put the power of the, the fiscal responsibility of the fiduciary trust. How you doing, Craig Wright? On swarm. So no, you're not, you're not trying to do the EU international approach for if a utility... It's like they're going the American way. Right. If they literally say in the EU, and it could be true, but plain English, like we were talking about social media people, they try to manipulate the words. They're saying that in the EU, if a utility token is a financial asset, it would be regulated under the existing EU financial services legislation. And that's not what we're seeing. That's not what we're witnessing with people like Swarm Market. And the UK, they, they went right for your favorite your group, the FCA. Yep. But they're not. They're, this is not. This, this is all U.S. 
And do you know who they did not mention on page 53? Not Gary Gensler. They did not mention the U.S. at all. That guy don't exist. <laughs> they had they went and they mentioned Canada. And Canada's getting a little crazy. Don't get me wrong. But Canada is just literally doing what the U.S. does off by like six months. Yeah, well, it's, Why did it's you purposely leave out this? Something, I, don't, I don't like crazy. it. But James, but, in, interesting, according to some recent analysis, um, there's a four and a half million Australians own some form of crypto, um, which is up I'm from sure. 4.2, you know, last year. That's that's 16% of the population. So, you know, up from 12% last year. And millennials, they reckon, um, you know, now that 40% or nearly 41% of millennials own some form of crypto in Australia. So again, very um, embracing of of the asset class, but it seems as if the regulators may be stifling that adoption and interest if they're going to make it harder for crypto exchanges to be regulated um, in Australia. If they follow what's happened in America, that that that's really not so encouraging, and maybe they should be looking at other jurisdictions. You know, whether it be Europe, I don't want to get too jingoistic, but there's a lot of great stuff going on um, in, in Singapore, and maybe they need to. And I know the Middle East, they're, they're looking to do, you know, in, in, embrace this new way of trading that brings better transparency, more efficiency. So um, maybe our Australian friends got a, a few lessons to learn from other jurisdictions apart from just Uncle Sam. And one of the loaded questions, I, I looked at they have like 28 questions that they're asking for feedback on. Uh, but one of them really, the requirements for a token trading system can include rules that currently apply to crossing systems in Australia and rules that apply to non-discretionary trading venues in other jurisdictions. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of Basically, words. global but, trading. But, but James, talking about a lot of words, I don't think I've ever done this to a guest, but um, you're just yakking on now. So I think we're going to have to wrap this up because otherwise people are going to fall asleep. Maybe this is, could be a great show for those suffering from lack of sleep, the insomnias of this fire. I just... I, I'm, I'm furled up. And, and, and James, if anyone would like to get hold of you, we always ask our guests, how is the best way to get hold of you, James? Uh, give me a call at 1-800-NO. Uh, so I'm on Twitter. Um, You're always on Twitter. Well, for CyberFM, I'm on Twitter. It's JT CyberFM. And, uh, but I'm, I'm a little wild LinkedIn. there. I'm a little wild there. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn, I'm James Tiley. That's James T-Y-L-E-E. Right. Just like J-O-N-N-Y, Fry. Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn as well, and I'll get a copy of James's article and his Aussie, Aussie American rant, um, hot, hot winging through, the, through cyberspace um, for our email. So if you'd like a copy of Digital Bytes, then just go to uh, digitalbytes.substack.com and you can get it for free. And um, you'll be able to read articles like James and all the other ones that we've done over, over the years looking at this topic. But James, we better wrap it up. I just want to thank you and your colleagues for... Um, what you've done. I know you'll be putting um, your guest bites, um, as you do every week, onto a whole range of different podcasts. Um, and that's why a number of our guests do like it, because we put onto Google and Spotify and Amazon and a whole range of about 10 different um, podcast sites you put onto now, isn't it, James? I'm going to be everywhere this time. All over it like a rash. Yeah, you got Sprout and uh, Anchor and Spotify and Pandora. Hey, this Pandora. is the only time Pandora. you hear a guy from Cyber FM promote pandora sure. oh my goodness but and yeah, james before i forget I, I found this quite interesting on black friday i think you call it so the day after thanksgiving 
um, we get a, a little email, don't we, from Spotify, and they tell us um, how, where the Digital Bytes show, um, where it appears. And last year, we were in the top 8% of all news contributors for Spotify globally. Yeah, and I'd be curious as to how that works out, actually. That's a good point. We were in... So, there was, that's not we were 90, weeks. I, I think it was we were putting out 92% more news than all of the other competitors. Wow. Well, we've certainly been busy again this year, so hopefully um, we'll get that recognition. But, but James, great as ever. Thoroughly enjoyed chatting away to you. Um, I, was, I was at a conference again um, early this week, and someone said they, they love listening to um, the, uh, the, the t- t- a mad Brit and a mad American talking about this topic. And, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you've got any queries, questions, or topics you'd like us to cover, um, then please let us know. And a quick shout-out to our very dear friend, Beth the Badger, on West Loves East. Um, unfortunately, she, um, she's had a few challenges. Her brother's not been too well, got involved in a car accident. But he's on the mend, and Beth um, will be back on the airways with West Loves East and Spitfire and um, what's the one with the women? Women, women do something. Hot women, or what's that radio station she runs? Uh, oh my goodness! It's uh, Sisters, right? Something. Si- yeah, Hot Sisters. I don't know. You know what you'd have to do? You'd have to download the Cyber FM app, and and you'll find it in there. <laughs> I should. Excellent. I should know these things. Shame on us. Anyway. But Beth, just Sister a shout radio. out to you. Sister Radio. Sister Radio, that's it. Yeah, Sister Radio. Okay, so that's a wrap, James. Thanks very much. And we'll be back on the airwaves next week.